there and welcome to Naturally Recovering Autism. I am your host, Karen Thomas, and I want to thank you so much for being here and being a proactive parent and getting the resources that you need to help your child lead, lead to their level of optimum recovery. Because every child can improve their health and their behaviors and live a more quality of life. When my own son was diagnosed with autism, I was told to drug him and try behavioral therapies and that there was nothing we could do for him that autism was something we would just have to manage the symptoms of for him the rest of his life. But fortunately, my background, I was a craniosacral therapist where I had practiced working with the brain and studying it for 15 years prior to his diagnosis, let me know that the brain can and does heal. It's a scientific fact. But I didn't know that much about autism, so I needed to research on my own and figure it out. And it took me about a decade but today, my son has fully recovered from his symptoms of autism. His debilitating issues of obsessive compulsive disorder and anxiety and debilitating sleep issues and stomach pain that would wake him up at 3 a.m. screaming in pain and inability to focus in a classroom and irritability and even aggression at times, all of those things for him are gone today. He's the most calm, relaxed, easygoing guy and he's healthy, but he's also really, really happy. And that's what I want for your child. Every, every child's level of recovery is going to be different. We know that, but every child can improve if you know what to do. And so I'm glad that you're here to get the resources you need. And today we're going to be talking a little bit more about the gut issues, because if you've been following me for a while, which I hope you have here with the podcast, that the gut controls the brain. It controls 80% of the immune system. So if your child is sick a lot, then it, it starts with the gut and then also it controls the brain. There are uh, brain messengers called neurotransmitters. Uh, you might've heard of serotonin and dopamine. And they will uh, affect things in the brain like mood, sleep, and appetite. A lot of those receptors are made in the gut and then they are then transmitted and given to the brain. And if the brain doesn't have enough of those chemicals, then the brain can't function properly and you get a lot of these symptoms. There are a lot of steps to autism recovery, as we know, but it begins with the gut. And so, um, and it begins really the very first step of all of that is with the diet. So I'd like to first off give you a link to get my free download for the seven top foods to eliminate to help reduce your child's symptoms of autism so that they can be more calm and sleep better and focus better. And in the PDF, I'm also going to give you uh, the guide. I'm going to also give you information on those seven foods, not only what they are, but why they are such culprits to being a problem for our kids and for ourselves as well. So you can get that link, that, uh, that download now at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash seven foods, just the number seven and foods with no spaces in between. And um, you're free to share that with anybody you like who might be interested in it as well. One of the issues that I work with a lot with parents, especially children with autism, is acid backup. And it's also known as GERD, and it's a gastrointestinal acid reflux backup. And so again, first place to start with everything is the diet. And that gut flora or friendly bacteria has to increase because our kids usually have an overgrowth of some bad bacteria in there. They might have a candida or yeast overgrowth. They might have parasites. And Things like this have to be dealt with 
because the GI tract has holes in it that actually are allowing undigested foods into the bloodstream. And if you saw my episode or listened to my episode last week, I will link to it in the show notes, but uh, that was on uh, one way with natural allergy elimination to be able to help to naturally eliminate some of those allergens that get produced when our children, when those leaky, that leaky gut allows undigested foods out into the bloodstream and then the immune system sees them as toxic agents to react to and develops antibodies to create an allergen toward them. So our kids have more and more allergies. So we've got to heal up the gut. And of course you want to, you want to be eating things like healthy foods, like organic meats and, and eggs and poultry and chicken and grass fed beef and line caught fish and things like that. And it's a process. So, uh, so know that, you know, it, it takes time to, to transition your child to the right foods, but it's interesting with acid backup and GERD that people tend to take antacids and this actually exacerbates the problem because it further alkalizes the gut. And what these people need is more stomach acid or more hydrochloric acid, which, which I will refer to now as HCL. And the supplements of HCL can be somewhat helpful short term, but the real problem again exists in the liver and the gallbladder. And our kids have congested livers and the liver then uh, then overflows its toxicity into the gallbladder. They work together. So the liver is the organ of detoxification and it's very, very commonly backed up in our kids because their detoxification pathways aren't working as well as they can. That is why, as I've mentioned in the past shows too, that binders, toxin binders, activated charcoal. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about ketone minerals today. I've not done a show in the past on that as well. That's really helpful with opening up those detoxification pathways. And uh, I'll, I'll link to everything in today's show notes. We'll be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 99, just the numbers 99, just so you know that later to go back and grab some of these links and get more information on the things that I'm talking about. So the hydrochloric acid um, actually is needed because there's it's contrary to what most of us really think about acid backup. Think, oh, we have this, this overflow of acid in the stomach acid. What's happening is there's actually too little hydrochloric acid production and it, in the stomach, and it's not allowing for the food in the stomach to digest properly and move downward. So instead, it remains there for too long up in the stomach and begins to ferment. So the remaining product begins to back up into the esophagus. And you've probably felt that burning sensation in the esophagus, which is, you know, gets into our air tube, which is what the esophagus is. So they can actually damage it, the acid there. So it's very, very important to, to work with this. But we're going to also talk about not only some symptoms, but some causes here. There's another symptom of low hydrochloric acid is a feeling of extreme fullness and bloating after eating. So any size of a meal, even a small one, feels super full and kind of bloated. That is usually uh, another, uh, another symptom of low HCL. Uh, so additional causes of heartburn may be overindulgence of food or alcohol, eating excessive amounts of animal fats or eating spicy foods, smoking cigarettes, drinking coffee or cold beverages. Dehydration is very common. Stress, taking anti-inflammatory drugs such as aspirin, x-rays, and candida albicans, which is a pathogenic overgrowth of yeast in our gut. We all have candida, 
and I've done shows on that in the past. It's a big deal for our kids. These are live living organisms in the gut, and when they get overgrown, then they will cause damage to the gut. They also release toxins into the system. So it's very important that uh, they get worked with as well. And again, as I mentioned, you want to support the liver and you don't want to allow any congestion back up there for the detoxification. So again, uh, things like uh, liver and gallbladder cleanses, but there are also uh, natural supplements that you can use to help support the liver. And again, binders, as I mentioned earlier, are very important because if the liver is not working properly and the detoxification pathways aren't working well, then, the, then we'll have, again, this backup of toxins. So even just changing your child's diet over can, can cause a, an, infl a, an overflow of, of toxins in the system. And that is when you'll see heightened behaviors. It can be even a regression in speech. It can be all of a sudden anger and aggression and irritability when they had been even doing well and have been calm. Uh, it can be a lot of sleep problems that increase and get worse. This is all, these increased behaviors are a, a need for some binders and support with detoxification because their body is backing up with the toxins too quickly. Their body cannot process them out. So um, again, when we're working to, to digest our foods properly, there are certain enzymes that can be helpful. Some are broad spectrum, but with the hydrochloric acid uh, issue and this GERD issue, one of the things that again is helpful is um, supplementing with HCL. And there is an HCL uh, with betaine is very common and it's and added with pepsin. Now somebody mentioned recently, they said, what about bromelain, Karen? Because bromelain has pineapple in it and my child is allergic to pineapple. And that is very good to know that, uh, that if your child has pineapple allergies, which actually are pretty common, then you want to avoid bromelain in the product. But if it's HCL with pepsin, then that's going to help your child or you build up some of the needed hydrochloric acid that you're low in, and you'll be able to, um, to kind of help that acid back up a bit there. But this is a supplementation that can be you know, helpful, but long-term, what we really want to do is, again, heal up that gut. Um, another co common problem with this acid reflux is due to candida overgrowth, and the yeast in the gut will release those toxins, as I mentioned, and then this extra waste will affect their digestion and their ability to their gut of their gut to produce the amounts of hydrochloric acid. So that's why they're low in it. So the supplementation with hydrochloric acid, which again, you can purchase at a health food store, quality health food store, but it's important to know that that is something that we're doing as a temporary measure to help our, help the body when it's still needing to be the gut is needing to be repaired and this candida and yeast are needing to be balanced. So the, the main thing we really want to do is help to balance out this candida. Now, there are some supplements that are absolutely necessary uh, in, in doing this process. But again, back to that diet and that download that I, I offered in the beginning of the show, it is very important to start starving the candida out. Now, when we give processed carbohydrates and gluten and dairy and sugars and things like that, it, that's what the candida thrives on. So that's why your child is usually craving those foods. And it can be literally an addiction because those candida want their food. And when they start 
starving for it, they're dying off, which is again, hence the term die off. That's what we want, but if it happens really rapidly and you don't have enough binders and support in place for the liver and the detoxification, you're going to see those heightened episodes of the behaviors and the health issues that I mentioned a little while ago as well. So again, you're wanting to balance out the candida with, with the correct supplementation. There's a process to this, but again, uh, the right diet is the first place to begin. And it's important you want to, um, you know, do these things for a few weeks or more before you're really, you know, it, it'll take some time to transition them. So also to know that between acid and alkalinity, if your child's body is really acidic, then a lot of diseases can form. Things like, you know, disease and candida and tumors, all of these things thrive in an acidic environment. And so only time we're really vulnerable to germs and other viral infections, and we have some of those going on in our, in our world right now that are really important to fight from, is when the body is really acidic. Now, again, it comes back to working with the gut, balancing out these, these uh, pathogenic bacteria, um, but knowing this background helps to know that with the acidic body, it overloads the immune system and it can cause problems. You might notice headaches or again, allergies or a lot of adrenal and liver problems. So one easy way to check with acidity is with first morning urine. You can actually, right upon waking, prior to eating anything, you can use litmus paper for clear reading. Now this is a paper that is meant to specifically check for acidity levels. And you can either have, whether you're doing it for yourself or for your child, you can have your child um, pee into a small cup and then dip the litmus paper into it, or you can um, put it right into the stream of the urine in the toilet as well. Um, but of course not in the toilet, but in the stream of urine. And uh, then the paper will change colors depending on acidity. Now the level, the, the color of the paper is what tells you how acidic your child is. And the little sheet of litmus paper comes with a chart. It's a, it's a really small handheld little piece of, of uh, paper that pulls out uh, per strip and it's super, super easy to use. And I will link to uh, some in the show notes today because I really wanna make sure you get the right kind. There are ones that go at five tenths, like 6.0, 6.5, 7.0. And you don't want that one. You want the one, and again, I'll link to it in the show notes. Today's show notes, again, will be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 99. But the litmus paper you want will go in increments of two tenths, like 6.0, 6.2, 6.4, 6.6. But the level of acidity in your system lets you know how the gut is doing. It lets you know usually about the level of pathogenic bacteria. When I work with the members in my membership program, it's one of the things that I offer um, as a, an easy way to test along the way to help see how the uh, candida eradication or the balancing of that candida is going. Because the higher levels of acidity, usually the higher levels of candida, and that's pretty uh, common to know. So it's a, a very simple, easy way to test. Um, and of course, children with uh, on the autism spectrum usually have very, very, um, you know, a lot of, of overgrowth of candida and, and have a lot of acid backup, a lot of gut issues. If there's not enough hydrochloric acid in the gut as well, it cannot fight off or, or eat away at things like uh, streptococcal infections. 
And we'll often think of strep as strep throat in the throat, but strep can also live in the gut and cause a lot of, of problems. There are a lot of immune flare-ups, a lot of other health issues that are very important to be aware of. So we, we want to balance out all of these other things that are causing the, um, the high acidity and then uh, be able to bring that acid alkaline balance a little bit better off so that the stomach has enough hydrochloric acid in it to fight off things like strep so it can't easily live there. Um, you can have weakened cells in the lining of the gut, they break down, and then they can be even become more like bacteria, yeast, and fungus. So these excreted waste from the organisms lead to much further toxicity, breakdown in the body, and then um, the tainted blood gets into your child's organs and brain where they really cause a lot of havoc too. So it's very important to know, again, all of this hydrochloric acid, GERD, backup, the causes of it, but also the, the physical symptoms, you're, you're seeing also the emotional and behavioral symptoms that are going on for your child. And it, I really want to encourage you to understand more about what they're go what's going on for them because when our kids have tantrums, sometimes, well, some parents will think, well, my kid, kid, my child's just, you know, being really ornery or what's going on with them. They're not. Usually the tantrums are, uh, are really away from the nervous system uh, being affected by the toxins in the, in the brain. And so just remember that no one enjoys having a tantrum. Our kids don't like it. Nobody does. You've probably had days where you felt extra irritable or, um, you know, and, and just had more, more everything bothered you. You were angry more. You just, you maybe even yelled at people more, more common that day because you had that irritability. And these can be days just like your child is having, but they're having it more on a heightened level. So again, the most common cause of an acidic body is poor diet. Poor diet will lead to poor digestion, which even makes the system more acidic. Then you have the emotional stress and, and emotions and, and stress can definitely play a role in all of this as well. Um, but once you've brought the balance back into your child's system, then um, often I, I, I say don't spend your money on tests because let symptoms be your guide. You can watch the changes happen. That And, and a lot of these tests out there are inaccurate. They're not, they're, they, they'll be negative when things are positive. And you're spending a lot of money and time trying to trying to get answers from them. But the bottom line is you want to watch how your child's doing, watch their symptoms, and just continue on with the path that you're doing to help, again, balancing their diet and eating the right foods, um, you know, knowing that harmful organisms like the candida and the viruses and the pathogens, they can't live in a healthy alkaline environment. And one way to do that is by help by eating the right foods and starting to heal up that leaky gut. So again, some some good alkalizing foods are things like asparagus and broccoli and almonds and lettuce and squash and most fruits and some spinach and cucumber, garlic and onions, things like that. Things that are more acidic are red meat, sugar, corn, cow's milk. Um, you know, things like those, those sugary things, processed carbohydrates, all of those are going to, are going to keep our children's, the, keep the gut lining from getting better. They're going to cause inflammation, which is a, the biggest culprit of all. Everything really 
comes from the inflammation that is caused by a lot of these problems and allowing the pathogenic bacteria to overgrow. Of course, there are things like a, a good probiotic, et cetera, that can help to uh, increase the good bacteria in the gut. And again, I walk the members of my program through this. It's a process because if I want you to be aware, maybe you're listening to this, that binders, again, are very important to help. Like I mentioned, activated charcoal can be great for a few days or certain things that are really important to help your child's body sop up those extra toxins when they're having a hard time doing that. And again, you can usually see that from behavior changes. And, uh, and just to know that uh, you can support those pathways, but it's a process. And if you just throw in a, a random probiotics, there's a lot of bad ones on the market, but if you throw in a random probiotic and it starts to crowd out the, the bad bacteria, which is ultimately what we wanna do and build more of the good, if that's done really rapidly, you'll see a big die-off reaction. So you've got, and I've even had parents say, oh, I tried probiotics and my child just got way worse on them. So I had to stop doing them. We won't do that again. And the, what they didn't realize was that the probiotic was actually working, doing what it was supposed to, but it was doing it too rapidly. Their organs were not supported for detoxification. Their, their, their child's body backed up with toxins. They were not, they were not doing the process slowly enough and also probably feeding bad foods to the child at the same time, but not always. Sometimes the diet is okay, but you've got other things going on. And I've even talked about Lyme and mold biotoxins and some of the co-infections uh, in past episodes as well, which is really important to know that those will also continue to damage the gut lining. So again, it's a process, but first of all, again, starting with foods and Go please get my, um, my free food guide and download that so you can understand more about why your child is addicted to those particular foods that I mentioned. And there are seven of them that I, I give specifically to start slowly eliminating those. And again, your child's going to be addicted to them. So it's a slow process for you to do of transitioning them off of it. So take your time with it, but do start to eliminate them out of your child's diet and then uh, important to, again, support the, the organs of detoxification, the liver and things like that. Uh, another thing I wanna mention really quickly before I wrap up are quinton minerals. Now the quinton minerals uh, I did a show on recently and I'll link to it in, in the show notes uh, for this show as well. But quinton minerals are 78 trace minerals and they are, required for our body to thrive and function at optimum. And they also help to open up detoxification pathways and they will help to balance out some of that acid backup. So they can be helpful on this journey for helping to uh, bring back health to the system, balancing the acid alkaline balance and, uh, and a whole lot more with detoxification and clearing the pathways. So um, that can be something that can also be helpful on this journey for you as well. So uh, I just want to give you a little bit of background. This I will again link to these things in the show notes today. Uh, we'll be at naturallyrecoveringautism.com forward slash 99. And um, I want to thank you so much again for being here today and getting the resources to help your child feel better. And um, a lot of these things too, remember, we pass these around in our saliva and we pass things on in utero. So it's likely that 
mom, you, you have it. Dad might uh, uh, have it very commonly as well. And if we're sharing spoons and forks and drinks and, and we're kissing on the lips and things like that, we are spreading our saliva and our bathogenic bacteria back and forth. So we want to heal up the whole family. I know you're working well uh, to do as much as you can for your child with autism, but it's important that if you have other children, siblings of that child, and for yourself and for your spouse and anybody, especially living in the home, that everybody is getting uh, getting healthy. This is a whole family process and everybody can not only be healthier physically, but also emotionally. So again, we can be more calm and balanced and happy ourselves. I hope this was helpful for you today and thank you for being here again and I really look forward to seeing you next week.